Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Quantum Nurse, and I am Grace Asagra, your holistic registered nurse. And thank you so much for being with us. I welcome you again to this podcast. Thank you for following me and all my guests. And I will promise again that um, any information that refers to the guests, you'll find it with this recording. Okay, and then so feel free to reach out either to me or to my guests. And today I am very excited that I will have Ms. Jody Cohen with me. And I've known her, following her from behind. Of course, she doesn't know me before, but I like what she does. And so welcome, Jody. And I'd really like and appreciate that you're here with me. Oh, that's so kind. I, I love what you do. I love your color choice. It's gorgeous. <laughs> yes, that's so beautiful because she likes purple. I like purple and purple has a lot of powerful spiritual meaning anyway. So and for those who this is their first time to listen to Quantum Nurse, just check out either graceastagra.com or quantumnurse.life. And I will just read a little bit about Jody, and Jody can tell us more because no one can best tell about someone except they're listening to their experience, and that's where that's why we're here. And I'm proud. I'm happy that she's here to tell a story that adds add values to your lives. Okay, so Jody's turn of Cohen is a best-selling author award-winning journalist, functional practitioner, and founder of Vibrant Blue Oils, where she has combined her training in nutritional therapy and aromatherapy to create unique proprietary blends of organic and wild-crafted essential oils. She has helped over 50,000 clients heal from brain-related challenges, including anxiety, insomnia, and autoimmunity. For the past 10 years, she has lectured at wellness centers, conferences, and corporations on brain health, essential oil, stress, and detoxification. She has been seen in the New York Times, Wellness Mama, Elephant Journal, and numerous publications. Her website, vibrantblueoils.com, is visited over 300,000 natural health seekers every year. And she has rapidly become a top resource for essential oils education in the internet today. Thank you. And see, with her background, you know that she's been, you know, her expertise and her presence in the internet is really helpful. But Jody, maybe you could, I know still a little bit of a story about you, but I'd like you to share it to the audience. Tell us what started you with the essential oils. Yeah, I think, you know, wounded healers where we have kind of this uh, roller coaster experience where we're good and then we hit a rock bottom and then we climb back up and then we hit another rock bottom. So I originally got into the nutritional space because of my son, Max. He, um, his older sister was super easy. I mistakenly thought I was this amazing mom, had another one 22 months later, and he was a lot harder. And I didn't really know what I was doing wrong. So I was taking all of these parenting classes. And then one day we were at a birthday party at the zoo. And my friend was sitting next to me and complimenting me on how well-behaved Max was being. 
And then another mom passed out Ritz crackers as a snack. And he literally Jekyll hided and just took off, you know, and after I chased him down, she said, that's really interesting. I've never seen him shift that quickly from food. My brother was on Ritalin his whole life. And it turned out he was just allergic to weird foods. You should take him to a nutritionist. And I thought I can do that. I've done everything else. We took him to a nutritionist and like our cue with him, we used to point at our nose and say, look at my nose. And he couldn't even focus on our nose. The nutritionist had him take us, had us take him off like corn, soy, dairy. And the next day he could look at our nose. And I thought, this is crazy. I've been banging my head against the wall. I have to learn more about this. So I went back and got a degree in nutrition and was trying to help other moms with squirmy kids. So I also learned some um, energy techniques, um, muscle testing and other energetic testing, because it was just easier than trying to get the kid to sit still to just figure out how to test around them. And that came in quite handy uh, for my next rock bottom when my then husband uh, needed to be moved to a residential treatment facility. He was severely depressed after our son was born and I walked around on eggshells for years, worrying that I would, you know, he would die on my watch. And once I knew he was safe and it wasn't my job to keep him safe, all of the exhaustion caught up with me to the point where I could barely function. I would force myself to get up in the morning because I was suddenly a single mom. My kids were five and seven. You know, they needed me to make breakfast, pack lunches, get them to school. I would come home, set the alarm for 10 minutes before pickup and crawl into bed for the rest of the day. And in the meantime, I knew enough about supplements and what I should be doing to try to do all the right things, but nothing really seemed to be helping. And finally, I was a, a friend came over to kind of, um, I was an Uber volunteer. So she was gifting me essential oils to thank me for my help. And she said, you know, I, I wonder if you've been so stressed for so long, your cortisol levels are probably sky high and your gut's probably pretty inflamed maybe oils that you can topically apply will be a good solution for you. And there was something about that. I, I've always had kind of an inner knowing. And the second she said that I knew, I was like, oh, this is going to help. And so I tested the box, like, will anything in here help my adrenals? Got a really strong yes. And then tried to, normally I'm able to pick one, maybe two supplements that will help an organ system, a region of the brain. I got five, which confused me for a moment because that was more than I'd ever gotten. And then it occurred to me, oh, I can combine them. So I went in the kitchen and tested each bottle and basically made my first formula and put it on my low back, which is where it's easy to reach the adrenals and felt like myself for the first time in weeks. My first thought actually was, oh, I can go running because that was always my, whenever I was not feeling great, I would run and it would make me feel better. But when walking up the stairs felt exhausting, running didn't really feel attainable. So I went on a run, I came back, I showered, I cleaned the house, I did all the laundry, I went to the supermarket, I made dinner. I was really proud of myself, you know, when I was lying in bed that night, kind of trying to reverse engineer, what did I do right? You know, watching the clock, because often when you're, um, your cortisol levels, your adrenal hormone is out of whack, that throws off your sleep as well. And, you know, at about 1130 at night, I thought this is, I, I can't do this. I need to think of something. And then it occurred to me, oh, maybe, maybe oils can work. So I made up another remedy and I went right to sleep and I thought, okay, this seems to be working well for me. I'm going to just keep making things up as I need them to help me. 
And in about two weeks, I started to feel more like myself again. And all of my, a lot of my friends were in the health space and they wanted to try what I'd been doing. They were reporting back positive results and they kept saying, you should do something with this. And I thought, well, gosh, someone's probably doing it. It seems pretty obvious. So I finally went online and looked and, and was really surprised, honestly, by two things. Um, the first was that no one was really looking at oils through kind of the lens of balancing organ systems and regions of the brain. And the second was that they made it seem so complicated. Like I was almost grateful that I didn't have the mental energy to start with research because I would have felt completely unqualified to blend essential oils. And so that's how the company got started, you know, and I would write a week, I had a background in journalism. I love researching and writing. So I would just write a blog once a week. And when the kids went to sleep, I'd fill orders. Um, and at a certain point I hired friends to help me fill orders. And it just kind of grew organically uh, until my kind of third rock bottom, my, um, my son, Max, who was kind of my catalyst for getting into this, I was killed in a car accident at age 12. And uh, my daughter was still alive and her dad was driving the car. So that wasn't going well. And I knew that I needed to find something to like, I, I needed to be able to be my best self for her, you know, and I needed to figure out what I needed something to give me purpose so that I had a reason to get out of bed every day and, and to kind of do hard things and, and working through grief is, is hard. And so, um, I, I was lucky. I, uh, I, I knew someone who was a book agent who, um, said they would help me, you know, get a book deal. And I actually, my book is going to be coming out March 16th on essential oils to boost the brain and heal the body. But one of the things that I, I kind of learned in this journey, you know, we think of the brain almost as like one organ in and of itself, but within the brain, there are different regions that do very, very different things. And the more you can, um, help to strengthen the regions that kind of calm your system and, and make you feel better and less anxious and less sad, the easier it is to kind of shift gears into that space. Um, and one of those regions, and I can expand on all of that, but is kind of your forehead area, your frontal lobe and things that require concentration like writing um, require you to really engage that part of your brain. And so that, that was a huge help to me you know, not something I read in any book, just something that I realized like, wow, when I do this, I feel better. That's so amazing. Your story is amazing because first, what I'm hearing from you is you really followed your intuition. And that's what would be good for our audience to take away from this conversation. That when you, you know, when you use your intuition, you just kind of, brought brought it out of you and like you experimented you weren't mm -hmm. scared to mix things you didn't think too much about no. it and just listen you know and it another thing that i'm hearing from you is you didn't dwell on those difficulties challenges and i, I you know my my condolences or my my sympathy for all that you've been through you know because it's hard especially if children and spouses because sometimes we can deal with all the problems outside as long as our family is okay <laughs> okay that's, that's how what I, I always said right? as, long, as long as my kids are okay everything's fine and and then 
you know, when your world blows up and, and your idea of what you need to keep yourself safe goes away, you have to redefine. Correct. And, and instead, you use that again as an opening door for one more um, experience, a direct experience, then you're just actually putting that into something written and from the book instead of, you know, many practitioners will also start from maybe reading and that's okay if that's how their journey led them is from reading something. But yours is, I can relate to that as coming from an indigenous tradition where experience is your best teacher as well. You know, I didn't know much about um, aromatherapy because in the Philippines, we, we, we have other modalities as herbs, but it wasn't that aromatherapy wasn't emphasized. Inhalation was emphasized, but again, all medicinal herbs to inhale it. But when I came to United States, that's when I got introduced to it by a group when I was studying Know Thyself to Heal Thyself. And this one experience after, and then I'll tell you, then I have a question to follow this is, there's this nurse who would wear a perfume. She doesn't, she's very nice, sweet, beautiful Filipina you nurse. But every time she come, passes by me, it, it just irks me. <laughs> it didn't give me a good feeling and she, she's not doing anything to me and then in that group of the know thyself heal thyself that's when i get introduced that instead of using perfumes i got introduced to essential oils as my perfume and the first one was introduced to me was sandalwood Mm -hmm. rose Mm -hmm. and of course for prayer the frankincense and mirror but personally for me for a long time oh jasmine and jasmine is good because i can relate to jasmine because in the philippines we have jasmine so now my question is how do you tell us more about that essential oil and then the, the the sense of smell and then of course there's so many, as you said, there could be so many things. How, what's the best way for people to find the good ones? Okay, so there, I, I followed, two, I, I gave you two questions. The one that it can, and you explain, tell us more please about the sense of smell and connect it to our brain. Yeah, well, just in case anyone doesn't know, essential oils are the concentrated essences of plants or herbs or fruit or the barks of the trees or the roots in the ground. They're basically the immune system of plants and you can uh, distill them. Basically they, you know, like lavender is a good example. You pick the lavender, you kind of put it in boiling water and then there are two paths, either the oil, you know, the, the steam rises up and the oil goes in one direction and the water goes in another. And so you have the really concentrated essence. Like they use the example that it takes like, you know, 50 rose petals to make one drop of rose oil. So it's highly, highly concentrated. And what that means is that it's kind of powerful and and can really help the body shift. And what people don't often remember is that plants and their kind of chemical constituents are often the root basis for a lot of our modern medicine, like white willow bark has evolved into aspirin. Valerian root is Valium. You can often, you know, ginger, 
we think about, we know that ginger is good for like motion sickness and anti-nausea, peppermint tea, you know, these herbs we know are medicine, but we kind of forget. And when they're more concentrated, that's when they really can get into the system. So the olfactory system, you know, you have, um, we probably have more than five senses. You certainly have a sixth sense, your intuition that we talked about earlier, but of the five senses that are commonly recognized, smell has kind of a powerful role in survival, you know, cause you can smell predator odor, you can smell fire. So in terms of how your brain perceives the five senses, your olfactory nerve, your nose basically goes directly to your brain. And that has the most direct access to a part of your brain called the amygdala, which is really designed to keep you safe. So when you smell something, you register it right away. And there's actually a uh, Nobel laureate researcher who's also in Seattle. Her name is Linda Buck. She did a lot of research isolating specific olfactory receptors kind of in relation to predator odor. And then she decided to take it one step further to see what turns off this kind of you know, fire alarm in the brain. And it turned out it was rose, smelling roses, rose essential oil. So if anxiety or overwhelm or stress is something you suffer from, you know, it, it, stopping to smell the roses really can help or smelling rose oil um, with grief. Uh, for me, it felt like waves. There were times um, when I was sleeping, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I, I almost felt like I couldn't breathe. Like I thought I might die in that moment and putting rose over my heart um, helped right away. It's like, if you ever get, um, you know, leg cramps and, and you stand up and put pressure on it, suddenly it, it goes away. Charlie horses, that's what they're called. Um, rose oil was kind of my cure for uh, the grief waves. It's perfect because rose, um, it, it, even when you give someone a rose, yeah, just first, just the look at it, it just brings a smile to them. And of course, when you smell it and hopefully it's not heavily loaded with pesticide, then <laughs> it's, it's still, it, it just smells good, you know? And, and if it, in case it's heavily loaded with pesticide, you could just offer a prayer before you, before you inhale it, because it's, it's really an appreciation when someone gives you the rose, a bunch of rose and you could kind of just smell, smell it. Now, with that, when you said that when a person are anxious, wouldn't that be perfect to use in this unprecedented times of fear? Yeah, yeah. And we can talk about um, the nervous system too, because that's a lot of what's yes, going yes. on right now. So if you think about the operating system for your body, it's your nervous system. It's called the autonomic nervous system. And it really controls all of your automatic functions like breathing, you know, heartbeat, digestion, the detoxification, letting the bad things leave the body, um, you know, moving things through the body, uh, the immune system, inflammation. And it is designed to keep you alive and it has different gears, right? Like in your car, you're able to press on the gas pedal and you're able to press on the brake. So if there's a threat of danger, either an animal that's chasing you or you're driving and someone's going to change into your lane and doesn't see you, or even anticipatory stress, like you might be worried about your finances or your health or your relatives or your relationships or you know the news cycle that's going on right now. It can be a number of things, but 
your body kind of kicks into that gas pedal response of let's keep you alive. And that's known as your sympathetic nervous system. And what happens when that kicks in is resources are reallocated. So your um, blood, you know, your heart pumps faster, which might make you feel kind of anxious or overwhelmed and your blood flow is routed to your arms and your legs. So you can fight or flee. Um, your eyesight changes, your pupils, the black part of your eyes get really big. And that allows you to focus in a particular way to stay alive, meaning that you can make your next best decision, but that's not a time to be open to a lot of possibilities, to have a deep conversation. You're just really hyper-focusing on survival and everything that's not critical to your survival totally shuts down. So that's like um, digestion, you know, reproduction, connection, detoxification. And so that's kind of what's going on now is that we're all stuck in this space where we don't feel safe. We're feeling very, very overwhelmed. We don't necessarily feel like we're able to connect. We might not feel like we're able to have a, a rational conversation. We might see things on social media, you know, posted by our best friend that make us want to say something that we wouldn't normally say. And sometimes we don't keep it to ourselves, you know, that kind of stuff. And so the idea is that you need to shift back into the break state of the nervous system. It's called the parasympathetic nervous system. It's known as the rest, digest and heal lane, lane you know, of the two gears. And that's when, you know, blood is routed back to your organs of digestion, when your pupils, the black part of your eyes get smaller, when you're able to connect, make eye contact, laugh, feel safe. When you feel safe, you can make better choices. And so what's interesting is, um, you know, kind of in the height of my stress, when people would say to me like, oh, you just need to relax. And I would almost want to like yell at them, like, really? Oh yeah. I just need to go to yoga for the day, but you know, the laundry still needs to get done. The kids still need to get fed. Like, it's not like all the stress outside of me goes away. And what I didn't realize at that point was that it's not taking away the external factors over which you have zero control. It's choosing, it's making a choice internally. You know, like we've all had that situation where we're driving and someone cuts us off in traffic. And there's some days where we really don't care. It's like, whatever. I like the song on the radio. I'm not in a hurry. It doesn't matter. And there are other days when the exact same situation happens and four letter words are flying out of our mouth. And the only difference between the two situations is you and your resilience and your ability to kind of bounce back from what happens outside of you. And so one of the ways that I really like to use oils is a way to help you shift into that parasympathetic nervous system. So no matter what craziness is going on in the world, you can always show up in a way that's kind of calm and centered. Um, so that, I, okay. I hear you loud and clear because there are moments also. So every day for me, my, my part of my daily habit is I have a combination of quantum oil with essential, then that's with essential oil. So then, yeah, I would do my own ritual to put it in the middle of my eyebrows, you know, and, in the, and then in my throat. And sometimes I would even say, I think goodness, I, I speak goodness and I feel goodness. So I kind of make it as, as part of my uh, ritual. And then, but in the middle of the day, 
then when I feel like I'm a little anxious, because anything could really trigger us. And as she said, you know, the difference is how we respond to the situation. And that then, then I will suddenly put another is drop on my hand and I will just inhale. And then I will kind of like, it, it helps me. So it's like, I'm, I'm trying to get everything, every help from, you know, just thinking, feeling positive at the same time, inhalation as well, because I, you know, I think there's a reason why the nose was placed in the middle of our face was, you know, when we were created, because maybe it's so important to put it in there. Now, how do you handle, or what can we say for people who will say, but I, ha I have allergy. Well, actually, that um, you don't necessarily just need to smell. In fact, you can put the bottom of the foot has a lot of reflex points that you can put it on where you won't even need to smell it. And there are certain oils that help kind of modulate your immune response. But with um, my favorite trick for kind of helping you shift into the parasympathetic nervous system doesn't involve smelling. It involves topical application on a very strategic point. So What's interesting is the gear shift between the two branches of your nervous system is the most important nerve that most people have never heard of. It's called the vagus nerve, not V-E-G-A-S like Las Vegas, but V-A-G-U-S. It is the longest nerve in your body. And it's really the information highway between your brain and your body and your body and your brain. It goes both ways. It starts at the very back of the skull, base of the neck splits, winds around both sides, and is the most accessible to the surface kind of if you feel right behind your earlobe on that bone, that's your mastoid bone, that's where it's most accessible. And then it winds through your throat, your heart, your lungs, every organ of digestion. And basically, anytime you stimulate it or activate it, it helps you shift into the parasympathetic nervous system. So this is one of the reasons deep breathing makes a big difference or yoga, you know, when you are in Shavasana, you always feel better than the beginning of class or any kind of exercise or digesting healthy food. There are all these ways that you can activate it. Some of them are more um, easier to adhere to than others. You know, like um, one of my role models, Tatis Karazian talks about um, gagging yourself with a tongue depressor or gargling with freezing water or splashing your face with freezing water. Pretty low compliance when I suggested those, but I've formulated a blend of clove and lime, which is stimulatory that you can apply right behind the earlobe on the mastoid bone. There was actually a surgical device that um, has been approved uh, by the FDA for epilepsy, depression, and migraines. And it just uses electricity to stimulate the vagus nerve. But I find that essential oils are just as stimulatory. So that's kind of my hack. Um, so to answer your question, you don't only, you don't only need to smell. You can topically apply in different places, including the feet where, um, you know, most people, the, the feet and the nose are far enough away that they don't smell things. Oh, wonderful. And that's perfect. Cause some people I know might also say, well, I, I can't smell very well. So then they, you know, or then during, again, this time that they may think that, when they get fearful, like, oh, I lost my sense of smell. So then they stop doing that. 
And yeah, they forget about that the largest uh, organ of the body is our skin. And yes, there's more to the application of the essential oil. And just so you'll be happy, when um, I worked in critical care for over 20 years, and I will always bring my essential oil, and I will sprinkle that on the with, and we prayerfully sprinkle that on the foot of the, my patient's bed and on the head of the bed. So I'm, I will do somewhere ritual. And I will also bring my, uh, a, a diffuser. Mm-hmm. So of all the best rooms, in, if they know if I'm on, because it mm-hmm. smells so good and they would want to be there. And I did that primarily because I want to work in a room because that's critical care. Anything can happen in that seven, 12 hours. So that's how I, I use it. And then um, I would use it also to massage the, the spine. And mm-hmm. it's interesting, thank you for reminding us about the vagus nerve because if Ian is starting at the back of the head and the neck, and that's why because in in the in the massage in the Philippines, the hilot, we when their person has fever, we do a lot of massage in the spine, okay, in the spine of that. And so I put that essential oil. And then the patient would tell the doctor when the doctor comes in and I'm outside the room, he said, There's this nurse, and, and then they speak highly, and they they said it's not time for my pain medication. So he, she did this massage and this essential oil. Then the doctor comes out. I think I know who that nurse is. <laughs> <laughs> so Jody, that's my indirect way also of teaching the doctors for not all doctors during my time, that was in the early eighties and nineties. You know, this, this conversation even is not happening. Okay, you know, if nutrition was not happening before, much more with essential oil that's happening. And, and, and you have the, uh, your upcoming book, and I love the cover of your upcoming book. I even printed it. Okay. Oh my gosh, you're so nice. I know. It was quite, I'm, I worked very hard to get color on the cover and a graphic. So come talk to us more about that book. Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of, um, I think that the essential oil information that's on the market is just the tip of the iceberg. I think that there is so much that you can do with essential oils to put them into practice. And I think, you know, as you pointed out, I'm kind of an experiential leader or learner. Like I feel like um, necessity is the mother of invention. You know, when, when you're drowning, you better learn to swim. So I would start by just, you know, figuring out one, one of the things that I figured out, I saw clients up until um, Max passed away, but it seemed like people would come and they would all think that they were so complicated and they would have such despair almost like, oh my gosh, I've seen all these doctors. No one can help me. I I'm uncurable. And what I started to realize is that there was a combination of five things that I saw in most people. And that those five things lent themselves very nicely to being supported with essential oil. And those five things are helping to um, calm the nervous system and get into the parasympathetic state, helping to support sleep, helping to support um, the flow of fluids in the body so that the good things get in and the bad things get out, helping to kind of boost the overall energy in your system. So you have the energy to heal, 
and then helping to modulate the immune system so that it doesn't overreact or underreact, but works with you. And so that's what I really focused on is kind of really trying to explain what those five underlying issues are and how you can use oils to um, balance them out. And then I also threw in the recipes because, you know, we do, we have our own um, products, but in COVID uh, shipping has just become, um, you know, it's like Russian roulette. You, you mail something and maybe it'll get through customs. Maybe it won't. And I just felt so terrible for these poor people that it was adding stress to their life. Like I haven't gotten my package yet. I mean, it seemed horrible. So we just decided to kind of press pause, but then all these people were reaching out to me. Like, I really think my husband could benefit from your oil, but I can't get it here in my country. And so I just decided to throw the recipes in the book. So. Oh, that's, are, so nice. oh that's so nice. And you know, you really wanted to reach out. That's why you did it. Cause I do understand about that um, shipping also. And, you know, because sometimes people reach out to me in terms of the uh, nutritional supplements. And I, if they're from another country, unless I, I develop a relationship with a store or an outlet there or a company, and that I kind of give them my recommendation. But yeah. it's, really, it's, it's, it's really challenging and difficult for that. Um, and um, when you said recipe, you're thinking recipe uh, ingredients, but still for external use, or did you do you have anything for internal use? I mean, um, I am all about efficiency. I personally think that it's far more efficient and cost effective to smell and topically apply oils. I think inhalation is the fastest channel in the body. I think topical application is the second fastest. I think ingestion, first of all, people use more, so they go through it more quickly, but also, you know, the, the moving walkway that is our digestive channel, you have to kind of travel through the stomach acid and the liver and the gut. And there, there are a lot of points along this system where um, things can go awry and it doesn't necessarily get into your system and your bloodstream. You know, there are certain oils that um, have been shown to work well for biofilms or parasites, but again, it's complicated because things like oregano, they kill. So if you're ingesting it, it could kill the good with along with the bad. So there are practitioners that I recommend that have a very specific regimented protocol. And I'm, as, as long as you're doing this with supervision with a trained professional, that's okay. It's just, I, I wouldn't recommend doing it by yourself at home. So the book really focuses on um, inhalation techniques to kind of target certain areas of the brain and then also topical application points. Oh, okay. Th thank you. And, um, and, and there are also, isn't there also certain oils that are really good as like um, a, a cofactor or, a, you know, for certain things, right? Yes. Well, black pepper is kind of the main one. Like if you think about, you know, what, one of the things that oils do really well is they hope to help to open like the vasculature. So think the lymphatic system, um, the veins, the arteries. And so it, like in plants, they help to move fluid around. So black pepper oil um, helps. In fact, Tatis Karazian adds black pepper to his supplements because it optimizes as a cofactor. The cofactor that I love in particular is using um, the parasympathetic blend of clove and lime 
behind the earlobe before meals, because what you're really doing is turning on digestion. So you're making sure that all the resources are pouring towards digestion so that whatever supplement or food you're ingesting actually get absorbed and assimilated. So Jody, what's your daily habit? My daily habit? Yes, because you know, the way you you handled everything in your life and now you know you're keep you just keep moving forward and i it would be nice to share your daily habit for someone who might be thinking of, or who might be going through a difficulty right now and may have the same interest as you do when when um my son first died when max first died uh my best friend is a therapist and she said all you need to do is eat sleep and move because i think so often like too much is too much and i could work with that i could figure out like what time i'm going to sleep i could figure out what you know i could walk my dog i could work in movement experiences throughout the day eating was hard it was hard to make myself eat but I think starting with some kind of routine and it can be as basic as that. Like, when are you going to move? What are you going to do to move? When are you going to eat? What are you going to eat? And when are you going to go to sleep? And just kind of hanging your hat there. And then if you need more, um, you know, I, I, my dad who also passed away shortly after Max used to say, you need someone to love something to do and something to look forward to. So that's kind of how I try to organize my day is I try to make sure that I, I have things scheduled that I can do that day. Even if during COVID it's like a list, I tend to make sure I, I always pick three things. And like, if I do nothing else, but those three things, it's a win. Um, you know, I, I obviously love my child. I try to make an effort to call a friend at least once, you know, I, I try to connect with people twice a day. I'm an introvert. So that's like, you know, my daughter, who's an extrovert, she probably talks to 20 people every day, but for me too is good. Um, I like to write cards. I like to send them uh, people letters and just, you know, check in and nice notes, but my oil routine, I'm, I'm an early riser and an early exerciser. My first job out of college was the U S Senate. And you never knew if you were going to leave at six or two in the morning, depending on what was happening on the Senate floor. So I learned to exercise in the morning. So I get up and I apply uh, the parasympathetic behind the ears, the adrenal on the low back, and then um, lymph. I have a lymph oil that I really like along the sides of the neck. Lymph does not drain evenly. It's like 70% on the left side. So I do the left clavicle. And then with COVID, I have a formula called um, circulation. That's really high in Cyprus, which is just great for blood flow. And somehow I figured out that if I put it at the very back of the head, it seems to help oxygen to the brain and helps me kind of focus better. So I wake up, I apply oils, I make coffee. I'm not perfect. I love my coffee. I'm a Seattle girl. And I usually um, either go running or do yoga or just meet someone for a walk with my dog. Um, and then I come home and I try to intermittent fast, which for me means like not having anything but coffee until 10. So I try to get work done or have meetings. Um, and then I'll usually have lunch with my daughter cause she's home around noon. And I apply the parasympathetic before that. And then my brain works better in the morning. So in the afternoon, that's when I'll like run errands or do research, you know, th- things that are, are less taxing. That I, it, your your routine is doable and simple, you know. Thank it's you. Very practical, so yeah, that would be perfect for any of us. 
I will keep remembering because um, sometimes I think I kind of stopped putting oil behind my ears, you know, I, I think maybe, maybe perhaps the oil that I had was not a good quality because sometimes it starts to, it starts to uh, bother me, you know, so then when I stopped using it, then I said, okay, I, it, 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 that there's no skin that it may it makes me itch sometimes so oh well that's yeah that's not good smelling works just as well and the only other tip I'd love to share is um like smelling through the left nostril is really great I I'm a poster child for anxiety I've gotten so much better but what's interesting is different parts of the brain and different hemispheres of the brain do different things so um my friend Titus Chu, who's a functional neurologist, taught me that when you're having a panic attack, that is the right forehead, the right frontal lobe that's overactive. So to calm that, you need to stimulate the left forehead, the left frontal lobe, and that will put the two hemispheres in balance. And the easiest way to do that is to smell anything through the left nostril. So you can just plug your right nostril like you would do with yoga, ujjayi breathing, and um, you know, three to five breaths. If you don't own oils, you know, oils live in the citrus peel of fruits. You can peel a tangerine and smell that and that'll work. Oh, I remember that peeling when I'm at the office before, when I can go to the office, when yeah. I grapefruit, I won't throw that away first, the peeling, and I could just squeeze it hard and sprinkle it like, you know, kind of like do that. Yeah. And it's so good. And my hands, and sometimes I just rub it on my hair, <laughs> you know, no, that used to be, um, my, my son used to play, um, sports and we'd have a carpool, you know, and you'd pick up the teen boy and the, the whole car would smell like locker room. So a friend taught me you buy the tangerines in advance, you pick them up, you give every kid a tangerine. They're hungry because they just had practice. And then your car smells like tangerine. Oh, that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you talk about, I have to keep remembering that about the inhaling more in the left nostril, but yeah. isn't, isn't it also true that if we even pay attention when we wake up, there's one of our nostrils may be more open than the other one. So it kind of, no, it's good for us to notice it and then to stimulate and do that ujjayi breathing or whatever breathing that we all know okay you know that so that both them could be could be balanced more but left as you said you know our audience would remember that inhale the um oil more on the left nostrils so that that is perfect that's beautiful now what would you advise to to someone who might be thinking of going to, you know, some expertise or study more like what you're doing and that they have interest in learning more about nutritional therapy or then the essential oil? Um, well, I would start with my book, <laughs> Essential Oils to Boost the Brain and Heal the Body. And actually there's a, a free chapter that they can download if they go to boostthebrainbook.com backslash gift. And I mentioned several practitioners that I've studied with that I really admire, um, like Datis Karazian in the book. You know, it's it's interesting in this uh, in COVID because it feels like there's um, there's so many online summits, there's so many online uh, opportunities for education that um, I didn't see before when I was kind of coming up. So, uh, kind of to your point of following your intuition, following your heart. 
just start to Google what, you know, is of interest and who you resonate with that talks to that topic and does a really nice job and go with that. And, and since you mentioned about the summit, so how was that for you? That's where I met you from the distance because yeah. I, I went to the summit. How is that for you? How is that your experience? You First of all, congratulations. You brought um, very powerful, uh, very practical suggestions and tips from the doctors. And that was really great. Yep. Yeah. And that's still, if people want to um, see that it's the parasympathetic summit.com. And I think there's a way that you can kind of view the talks for free for a while. Um, it's funny because it, you know, it's like face your fears and go beyond them. I'm, I'm an introvert. I'm a writer. I don't think of myself necessarily as being an on-camera personality. So I had to overcome my own anxiety and insecurity. But once I got into it, I mean, it's so interesting to ask people you admire more about a topic you're fascinated with. So I, I really, the goal was to really highlight um, the fact that your, your operating system, your autonomic nervous system, you really can manually override it. You can help yourself feel safe, feel calm, turn on kind of your healing functions. And I just wanted to empower people with that tool because especially right now, so much feels outside of our control. And that may be true. You know, we, we certainly can't control uh, what goes on in Washington, D.C., but we can control our own response. I was sharing that summit when I was listening, when, you know, when, when I do my little two, three minutes video on the Facebook or any social media, I would say, listen, there's a summit going on. There's a parasympathetic summit. And this is what I learned. So I want to share it with you. And so, because for me, it was really very helpful. And I don't attend all the summits because there's too many out there, crazy out there, but that yeah. one appealed to me and I just followed my intuition and I'm glad because now I have you. Oh, thank you. I'm, that's so sweet. Share, share to the, our audience, what is your success secret or secret to success? Because I see you as successful. Well, thank you. That's very kind. Um, you know, I think, I, I think it really is to be true to yourself, to trust your intuition. If you're seeing, if you're processing kind of a question in your mind about what you should do, and maybe you're getting advice that you're questioning, just, just always trust your heart, trust kind of what you trust that, you know, what's best for you, you know, and that, and that you can keep yourself safe and make good decisions. This is wonderful. And thank you so much. And this topic is a topic that, you know, I personally will not get tired of because it's a forever learning. And I always say that once you know something, you never can turn back not knowing. So exactly. instead, you just keep opening yourself to learn. So and so we're towards the end, but I want you to let them know more on where they can get in touch with you. And, you know, again, tell them about your book. And then I will end with a quantum affirmation that I always share. Okay, wonderful. So um, my website is vibrantblueoils.com. You can email us at any time at info at vibrantblueoils. And then the book comes out March 16th of 2021. It's called Essential Oils to Boost the Brain and Heal the Body. And I would encourage you to uh, grab the bonus chapter at boostthebrainbook.com backslash gift. 
It will give you 25 strategies to activate your parasympathetic nervous system. You only need to pick one, you know, just pick one and, and try that. Thank you so much. And thank to you. our oh, dear audience, thank you again. And I, my quantum affirmation, what I do, Jody, is I have cards and, oh. you know, I, I pull one. I said, what can I share with Jody and the audience? And oh, I nice. do this three times in the morning, at noon, in the afternoon, in the evening. And if, you know, sometimes I do it also at bedtime. So in the power of 12. So and then just repetition. And this is what I got. Positively possible. Okay. okay. And it says, I choose to think positive thoughts. I reject negative ones. My very being responds to every positive thought I think and every uplifting word I speak. My positive attitude inspires others also to look on the bright side of situation, rejecting the negative. I choose to think positive thoughts. I reject negative ones. My very being responds to every positive thought I think and every uplifting word I speak. My positive attitude inspires others also to look on the bright side of situations, rejecting the negative. I choose to think positive thoughts. I reject negative ones. My very being responds to every positive thought I think and every uplifting word I speak. My positive attitude inspires others also to look on the bright side of situations, rejecting the negative. And just for our last um, advice, perhaps, because I know we, you mentioned about you know, the, the essential oils for the brain. Now, I want you to please speak to the audience who might be, who are caregivers for those who have dementia and have Alzheimer's. Yeah. I mean, my, my dad died and my mom was his caregiver for a while. And um, my heart goes out to you. It's, it's thankless, it's exhausting, and you just need to remember to, to take care of yourself as well. And, um, that's another thing I try to do. I really, I, my daughter's best friend likes to like schedule things on her phone. So I have a timer for joy. It's going to go off soon. That's why I was trying to turn it off. But, um, for me, it could be, I, I love my animals. So I love spending time with my dog. I love walking outside. I love yoga. I love um, music. So sometimes I just, I tone deaf, but I just blast it and sing at the top of my lungs and dance around. So just make sure that you take time, even if it's only five minutes a day to, to really um, make sure you're doing things that make you happy. Thank you. And fantastic. So uh, thanks again, Jody. my, my, my honor. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you to our dear audience. Uh, check out quantum nurse that life because I have, you know, I'm creating some digital intellectual products there that I, I created because of the situation that we're in as well. And thank you also for following the quantum nurse podcast in BitChute, in YouTube, and uh, also in different audio platforms. And in my language, I want to say mabalos, and that means thank you. And if you know a language of thank you, Jody, feel free to say it. Mahalo. There you go. <laughs> Mahalo. That's Hebrew. Um, merci beaucoup. 
very gracias. I love hearing all the different words because then it makes me feel like we're really connected to each other. Mabalo. Well, all right, thank you.